Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Audio courtesy NFL Network. I am shocked, Spencer German. Absolutely shocked that they're all four ended up winning. I'm really surprised. I, I think I think the most surprising, honestly, was was Flacco. I mean, he beat a guy that came back from the dead to play football again. <laughs> like, that was well, it's pretty sh- stunning. Yes, I would say so. <laughs> I mean, uh, that all, was a little odd. I would say yeah. though that. Um, Did you see the voting, by the way? No, what? I didn't. So there was a what did they break they, down like they, the Heisman? They like released no, no no they like released what the voting results were. Demar actually had eight more first place votes than Flacco did, but Flacco won because he got the most resoundingly second place votes. So it's all like it's like a point system. So he had 151 points and Demar Hamlin serious? had 140. It was like it, that other thing I was complaining about earlier this week. It, oh, it's, okay, it, it was like a it was like a baseball Hall of Fame situation almost, where like ten people voted for Baker to win it for get like first place votes, and so basically there were some people who were like, ah, Demar's probably going to win it, so I'm going to cast my vote for Baker Mayfield, and and they caused Demar in the end. Baker Perot. I can, I cannot believe that. That is incredible. See, I didn't know that. Also, uh, so who who was the one who said Steven Stefanski? So Justin Hartley, Justin Hartley. he's an actor on a, a CBS show, a tracker. And then the he guy was, that was with him was Tom Grossi. He's like the ultimate Packers super fan on YouTube. He he's uh, he was from uh, that 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 show. This is us. I know that was like his big break. Who, Grossi? No, no. Hart, Hartley was. Jo- John the other Hartley? guy was Justin. Justin. I'm, I'm not. Hartley. I'm not playing stupid. No, no, no. Justin Hartley. Yeah, he was one of the main actors on that show. This is us that everybody loved. The other guy was just a... He was a super fan. Though. Was a super fan. That's why he knew the name was Kevin and not Steven. He was on that This Is Us. This yeah, Is Us. Yeah. I, ain't, well, yeah, I didn't I love that, that the super fan, he just like he just like laughed and he was like, eh, Kevin. It's yeah, like, well, Harley said he's a... The AP Coach of the Year is Steven <laughs> Stefanski. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Stefanski. Sorry. <laughs> Unfortunately, Steven or Kevin couldn't be here. You think Steven Stefanski can call the plays next year? Okay. Let the man Spencer, have his moment. You might be, uh, Let Kevin have his moment. Removed from yeah. the studio. Let Kevin have his moment here. <laughs> We're f- with five minutes into the show, you're talking about play calling already. It's, if it's going to be that type of a day, I'll just do the damn thing by myself. I mean, I'm just hey, asking. Who do you think should start at quarterback next year, Spencer? Let's do that, too, while we're at Maybe Steven Stefanski. <laughs> Maybe Joe Flacco. Come back play of the not, year. I don't know. I just didn't know who the guy was. I'm not going to take shots. I mean, everybody messes up. You know, I'm sure... It was I'm just, sure he really doesn't care, to it be honest was, with you. Uh, it was a good way to look at the actor had no clue who the coach of the year was and the super fan who probably should man. have been shaking in his boots being on the stage in front of everybody was like, no, dude, it's Kevin. Come on. I mean, the guy said he was a Bears fan. He made like a joke that the one guy was a Packers fan, he's a Bears fan, but we both hate Vikings fans. Uh-huh. You want to get that for me? <laughs> You gotta get yeah. that on. Congratulations. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Congratulations on the drop, Mitch. Well done, Mitch. Uh, oh boy. Ha 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 ha. Okay, great. Uh, 
I was surprised. I, I honestly, I was surprised that Stefanski won. I talked myself into it. I was surprised that any of them won, to be honest with you. I talked you were myself surprised into, Stefanski won. Yeah, I talked myself into D'Amico Ryan's winning it. Yeah. Well, I the, um, the other thing with the voting with those two, um, they both had the exact same number of points, but Stefanski got one more first place vote. Well, so I, he, he just edged him out. But that one felt like it was more... I don't know. I I felt like that one was more of a, a not a for sure. We got felt- Steve Kornacki over here, really giving me the meat and potatoes of the vote, ain't he? <laughs> Nitty gritty. Uh, oh my god. NFL honors. Um. All right. So I was surprised about Stefanski because I had really taught myself before the season in the day. I was like, Dan Campbell's going to win it. They're going to go to the playoffs, yeah. and that's going to be it. And then it was like, well, D'Amico Ryan's or or Shane Steichen might have a cl- might have a chance at it. Okay, great. I really didn't think they were going to give it to Kevin Stefanski twice. So that's that's outstanding. Now, there is a question of elitism that comes from this. Well, not the typical elitism, but whether or not Stefanski's elite, but we'll bring that up a little bit later on. Schwartz winning it, I, I actually wasn't that I wasn't as surprised as some of the others. And then um, Flacco winning, I was shocked. Flacco winning comeback player of the year, I was absolutely shocked. Do you have any of the votes there? Did you? Uh, did we already get that one in there? And then uh, Miles do it. Miles was delicious. And I... It's an off-season win. It goes on the off-season win list, but it's delicious because T.J. Watt was already complaining about it before it was even it was even public. He said, "Not anything I'm not used to," and I'm going, "Oh my god!" I go, eh. like, "What do I say? Do I do the low road thing?" Because there's four there's four things here that happen and they're great. And I go, "Okay, the, the season ended." I think then I think it just certifies that the season was a successful season because of everything that went down during the season. So it did make me. I thought I wouldn't feel better about the season. I actually feel better about the season that they all won. Does that make any sense to Owen? Does that make any sense to you, Spencer? Does that yeah. make any sense? It I makes felt you better. feel better that the playoff game went the way it did no. with the four. Oh, with having the four wins that they had in the NFL honors. This is all a hindsight thing. It is a hindsight thing. But it feels almost to me like, wow, you wasted a season in which you had four dominating things. How many people really remember the score of that game? Off the top of your head, what was the score of the Texas game? 45-14. Okay, you got it. What was the score of the Texas? Oh, I can't ask you. I was going to say 45-14, too. I was right with Spencer. We totally were the same. It gets to a point where, like, next year, like, when we're making arguments against certain things, we'll say 45-14, you lost by 31 in the playoff game, this, that, the other. But I think that right now it's like, all right, everybody's talking about the Chiefs and 49ers. We're all in the same place other than the Chiefs and the 49ers. I look back in the season, I think, well, it really could have went south. The day I announced that Deshaun Watson here on the air was going to be out for the rest of the season, I really thought it was going to go yeah. south then. It felt like everybody, it felt like honestly, your dog just died right in front of you in the living room, which has happened didn't to me that before. Personally. Broke and you guys were like on yes. the air too, yeah, didn't it? It was just a it mm. was just a state of shock. It really was a state of shock. So to see the season go the way it did. It made me feel better about about the season and just the 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 swell of Steelers fans that were beside themselves with anger and frustration and crying. Now that's social media. I don't know if it counts. I don't know if we'll get a, a Steelers fan calling in yelling today about Miles and all the other stuff. It made it look even worse with Micah Parsons, yeah, who was, that's what one, I was of the, say. one of the people there actually made a case against uh, T.J. Watt and made the case for 
Miles Garrett winning it, which was amazing. That Michael Parsons is one and of the he, finalists. He brought for that the thing that it. nobody, everyone hates. Yeah. Oh well, he took on more double teams and triple teams than anybody else this year. Like the the analytics perspective on it, which is largely why Miles yes. won this year. So you know that probably got Steelers fans even more riled up. Like, hey, well, he didn't lead the league so in sacks. Did it make the season for you more of a success or more of a disappointment? I think it made it more of a success. Um, I I actually think what's interesting about this because because the team. You know, Kevin Stefanski was asked about this ad nauseum throughout the season. It kept coming up. You know, oh, how do you feel about being in the mix for coach of the year? And um, he had his his assistants were asked, do you think Kevin Stefanski is the coach of the year? And Kevin being Kevin, you know, he downplayed it and said, ah, you know, I can't do that without my my staff, without the players. So I, I don't really care. Miles even would stand there. And, and we know deep down that this means a lot to Miles. This is, you know basically like the MVP for a defensive player because it's rare that a defensive player is going to ever win the MVP. Yeah. So for him to add this to his resume, I think matters to him. But even he downplayed like, yeah, you know, we want, we want more than just that. I'm not worried about individual accolades. But I think that internally, these awards, these accolades, I think they mean more to this organization than they let on. Knowing where they came from before Kevin got here and took this thing over and the culture change that we feel like we can really talk about now four years in, like – it is a testament to this team is getting recognition nationally across the NFL. I mean, you you take them four awards last night. When was the, that's never happened? So like this is a statement that you're you've got this thing right. You're making the right decisions. You finally have the right people in place and in power, and you've you've made good decisions. So I, yeah, I, I think it's almost an, an endorsement or a cosign of that kind of being the case. So I think internally they, they, it means more to them than, than they'll ever let on. Twitter reaction is brought to you by Scheibman Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Do, well, does it make the season more of a disappointment or, or more successful for you? 216-474-0092. Taylor Tolliver says, Ken, you feel better? As I'm typing this, Owen is making my point. We got four award winners and got the pants in the first round. I don't think Taylor picks up sarcasm very well. Um... That's up to you, Owen. I mean, yeah, you, I you mean, look pretty sarcastic when you said yeah, it. Maybe I'm maybe I'm reading the room a little I wrong. I totally get why I said it. I I understand why people would feel that way. But man, for for a season in which the coach's back was against the wall coming yeah. in, right, and they end up making the correct hire. And out of all of them, I think the undisputed win is Jim Schwartz as you know the what? as the assistant of the year. I mean, that dude was amazing, and, right? You know, I, Lime is not here to defend himself, but he he knows he would say this himself. God, I sound like he died. Lima is on paternity leave for another week after this. Well, of, uh, he Jonathan calls it Peterlin. house arrest. We call yeah. it paternity Yeah, God, I sound like if, if Lima was here right now, I'd be smiling. Lima says all the time he keeps his expectations low so he can be surprised. And I've always attacked him for that thought. I do the same thing. I get it. I'm going to practice something here that's almost an offshoot of that. I I remember the year after 20, was it 2018? Maybe it was, it wasn't after the 2018 season. Baker's first year? Yeah, but it was was the season and ended really, really nice for him. Yeah. And I said, and then they got, they got Odell during the off season. And I, I, I spent that entire summer, that entire spring going, yeah, this could be like people going, I can't wait for the season to start. And I said, man, I, I have plenty of time. I, I want to enjoy the nice ending to the season and get ready for next year because now there's going to be expectations. And next year, like you can, if you want to be nasty about it, you can go ahead and be nasty about it. But next year, like none of this, none of this is going to matter. 
Because last year, Joe Flacco, he wins the comeback player of the year. He comes off the couch. Everybody knows that story. Jim Schwartz comes in, and I kept it at arm's length. I go, man, how many defensive coordinators have come in here? And I have just assumed that they were going to make things better. And we gave all the stuff in camp where, oh, the defense is ahead of the offense. And everybody sucked in the past. So I wasn't <laughs> going to make a big deal of that. Kevin Stefanski starts last season on the hot seat. You know, I, I I wonder how many coaches people would take over Kevin Stefanski. Maybe he's an underrated coach because he's he's so quiet. I saw the video. I was shocked. I didn't realize that the, uh, the setbacks paved way for comeback sign behind him. I thought that that was a... Photoshop. That's a real. Paved the way for comeback. That's a real sign behind him. Somebody sent me a screenshot. I thought that that was that was photoshopped. There was a lot of good that happened last night. It's like, all right, you know what? When I look back on it, it's a nice season. Probably shouldn't have been there because of the injuries. They got there. A lot of things were affirmed. But next year, like none of that's going to matter. Yeah. There's there's a lot of expectations going into next year. Like I, I looked at the Cavs regular season this season. And a lot of people up until now, I, they're really getting into it now. The Cavaliers are just kicking everyone's ass and looking really good doing it. But up until now, there was some hemming and hawing going on. Even when they started this run that they've had in January, there was a lot of hemming and hawing. And when we asked about flipping the switch, well, you can't flip the switch till you get the postseason. You can't flip the switch till you get the postseason. And I thought, is the Brown season next year going to be like that? Is the regular season going to be like that? Because, like, we win games, and it's like this sweet release of life that comes into our lungs. But for uh, some other fan bases, for the Cavs, it's like, well, this is another step, but you really got to prove in the playoffs. Like, next year, you're going to have to prove it in the playoffs. There's expectation now. There's a standard that's going to be set. When you have four major award winners here, this is going to come with expectations next year. So I'm going to enjoy this. That's true. I I do think, though, the NFL is just different in that. I mean – Listen, every week we come in and we have a different vibe or feeling about the team, right? They they win a game that they shouldn't win. All of a sudden, it's, oh, you're doing the Super Bowl Super Browns chant. They they lose a game against a team that they shouldn't, that they should beat. All of a sudden, it's, uh-oh, this guy's following his Kevin Stefanski in the hot seat. So I just think because of the nature of the NFL being like a week-to-week league, that it's it's not quite the same as the NBA where – all everything about the NBA is like it's it's a completely different season when you get to the playoffs, and lo, lo, that's largely because you play a series, right? It, it's you're kind of just trying to get through the regular season with what your basic game plans are. You get to the the playoffs in the NBA, it's okay. Here's this team you have to play seven times potentially. There's a lot more X's and O's, a lot more film study. How can we exploit this team? Those types of things. So I don't think it's quite the same, but I just listen for a year where I mean I said it, I know you said it, Ken. I think Lima said it. There's been a, a tons of people on the station and elsewhere that said it. Like, this year was about making the playoffs to make sure jobs like Kevin Stefanski's job were secure and that we were taking the necessary steps. For them to get there the way they did, like, yeah, that, that first-round playoff exit was disappointing, and I went into that game feeling pretty confident about it. I thought they were going to at least advance on to the next round, and that'd be a nice kind of cherry on top of the season. But I think when you now that we've had some time to kind of decompress from that, as we can look back on it, this feels like a nice bow to sort of tie it all together. And I'm and like you, I'm now willing to leave that in. Okay, this was 2023. 216-474-0092. The Dangerous Wendell Rider will join us at 8 o'clock. We'll, talk, uh, we'll obviously talk about these awards, but also he's got to have a conversation with us about this stadium stuff that's going on. The Browns have, have, have made a press release. The city of Cleveland has a press release. We'll get to all that. And former NFL quarterback, Cleveland native, Elvis Gerbach, joins us at 9. We'll talk to him. Coming up next... 
You can't call Jared Allen soft anymore. Ken Carmen, Spencer German in for Lima, live on The Fan. Now the Ken Carmen Show with Anthony Lima give their thoughts on what you might have missed about last night. Big time wine and gold winner last night for your Cavs. They have improved to 34-16 and 16 with a 118-95 win over the Brooklyn Nets. Now usually you would mark this as a scheduled loss in a game like that. However, Brooklyn traded a bunch of people away. And the Cavaliers, boy, would play three games last four nights, everything on the road. But they ended up beating the brakes off the Brooklyn Nets and maybe powered behind this play between Jared Allen and Ben Simmons. Nate is, whoa, my goodness, Jared Allen and Ben Simmons. And this is a man in Jared Allen who is very rarely animated. He got knocked down to the floor well away from the play. He went charging back at Ben Simmons. Audio courtesy of Bally Sports. Uh, Jared Allen went back at Ben Simmons, as you saw. The Cavs then went on a 21-0 run and ended up winning the game 118-95. I went down a rabbit hole. Some people said because of the power of the shove, I'm, I'm imagining. That they flopped? That they it, no, flopped no, 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 no. That it was a bad look for Jared oh. Allen. I go, what, you want him to go get a chair? <laughs> like they're saying he didn't push him hard yeah. enough is what you're saying. J.B. Bickerstaff, he says, Jared Allen, he ain't no punk. They love to see the fire that burns within Jared, and it takes a lot, you know what I mean, to get him to that point. But, you know, Jared is, you know, kind of to himself and all those things, mild-mannered, but he's not a punk. So you're not going to put your hands on him. You're not going to try to bully him. You know, he's going to stand up for himself. He's going to stand up for his teammates, and his teammates know that, and they trust in him and believe in him, and they've got his back too. Spencer, it shouldn't be lost on Cavs fans that the guy who said the lights might have been a little bit too bright Got up and was shoving Ben Simmons. Well, that's what's interesting, right? Is uh, no we, we saw we time saw this gritty. we saw the same thing around this time last year when Donovan Mitchell got into it with Dylan Brooks, right? Like so, something about the month of February, this team just decides, yeah, we're going to try to show everybody that we're tough. But I, I sadly, I, I, I think fans are going to be a little bit cautiously optimistic about this, and and it's going to be that same argument we continue to go back to, which is. Well, I got to see it in the playoffs. Like, they got to be tough in the playoffs. It can't just be, you know, a random Thursday night in February against the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. It's got to be done in a, in a seven-game series against maybe the New York Knicks. Also, what's Ben Simmons' problem? Like, he just picks he just picks on He's Jared Allen because they have a history. It's been a weird, I don't know, It's it's been a weird career for for Ben Simmons. Like going back to LSU, it's But is it's it like his insecurities coming out and he just decides he's going to oh, take I, him out I, on, on Jared Allen, of all I, people? I actually do think so, yeah. Mm. I, I think that he's a very insecure basketball player. Uh, playing in Philadelphia and having every single loss blamed on you, uh, that'll do it to a yeah, guy. that's fair. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, Ben Simmons has kind of found himself at a crossroads with the back, uh, you know, the, the, the emotions. So I, I think that a lot of things just might have boiled over. And then, you know, you're playing on a team that has no shot. Um, a lot of things are going wrong, and they just seem to exist in Brooklyn. Like, it's nothing. Like, I, I hope Donovan Mitchell knows this, and I I, I don't want to keep harping on this. I'll say it because we're just past the trade deadline, and so we will eventually have the summer, and we'll talk about his future. Yeah. Like, man, Brooklyn is not the Knicks. Look, look at all this. I mean, the Knicks are the Knicks. They are the Browns of New York. <laughs> like, they are, they are talked about. Like, yeah. it's a big, big deal. Like, the Nets are not the Knicks. So make sure you know that because there's people like, oh, well, you know, Brooklyn is still in New York. Like, no, they, they might be, but it ain't the same type of fever well, there, buddy, and, and you like to win. And Sham said that with you guys the other day. It, does Donovan Mitchell really want to go to, to Brooklyn, a 500 team that's just kind of meddling? They got a bunch no, of wings, but that's no. about it. Yeah, and the best business is for him to sign long-term this summer. But he can't do it today, so I'll move on. Kobe Altman yesterday spoke after the trade deadline. Cavaliers didn't make a move. He said there was really no moves to make. I don't think we're close to doing anything philosophically at all. There's things you have on your board that you say, okay, we can we can pull the trigger on. I think, you know, me and my front office, we, we were pretty steadfast and, you know, watching the Cavs play last night and just enjoying this group. Was there a player you wanted to trade two months ago that has changed your mind? Because I think a lot of people know mine, but I'll tell you after yours. Go ahead. Uh, I probably would have been fine trading Dean Wade a couple months ago. Two months ago, like before they started their like win streak and rattling off the what? Got a question what? to ask everybody. Brooklyn is twenty and thirty-one, right? Dean Wade started off hot. Wasn't he three for three from 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 beyond the arc? I think so. Yeah, he ended up three for four. I know that. Does Dean Wade do that against the Boston Celtics in the Garden? Does Dean Wade go three for four, starting three for three from long range? Well, that's, that's... against the Boston Celtics in the Garden. That's my concern with uh, with Dean Wade. Okay, so I guess... The uh, lights might be too bright. I don't know. I know he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> Second time I've referenced that that term, but yeah, maybe I was right over Jason. Just pointing that out. Pointing that out. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the Dean Wade thing, yeah, I'd like to see how he uh, materializes. Uh, materializes. He, Dean Wade is truly like a do-it-in-the-playoffs player right now yeah. for, I think, Cavs fans. Because like he's playing, really, he's playing great basketball. He's shooting his best he has from three in his career. Yeah. He's playing really good defensively on the wing as a perimeter defender. Like You're seeing good progress. You're seeing the stuff. This is the Dean Wade that the Cavs moved on from Kevin Love for, right? Yeah, but yeah. He's Again, he's got to do it now on that stage because last year he was just build, building a brick house against the Knicks. Isaac Okoro would be the player that I, I thought of just because of the defense. There's still some people who were well, more his than contract, welcome to move on. But his contract, contract situation too, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you got him somewhere between 10 to $14 million a year, I think if it was like 14, I think that's doable. True, but the thing that the Cavs have to be wary of is going if, if they truly don't want to go into the tax yet, like if their goal is... We don't want to go into the tax until well, if you're we Eastern sign Con- Evan Mobley. Yeah. Well, it's an Eastern Conference Finals team, guys. Like, you're going to have to pay the fiddler at some point. Yeah. Well, if they get there, then yeah. You just, I think, bite the bullet yeah. and you go into the tax. 
Yeah, I just put him in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's my goal for him. <laughs> Speaking into existence. Can, yeah, hate to give away what I can sell at 720. Donovan Mitchell, he's been added to the three-point contest. Good for Donovan Mitchell. Nice representation of the Cavs. The Hall of Fame class for 2024 was announced last night. By the way, Lamar Jackson, your MVP. You have any? You have any thoughts on that? Did you rob anybody? Did 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 he did did anybody else deserve it over him? I know Pittsburgh is in mourning right now because Miles Garrett won Defensive Player of the Year. More on that coming up at seven. Did, did no, was Lamar your I, guy? I think I think it was pretty. I think okay. As the season went on, you could have argued Dak at a, at a time. You could have argued some others at a time. But I, I think by the end of it, he. He deserved it. If, if just because I already did this earlier, if you want the nitty gritty on the voting on hit on, on MVP, Lamar got all but one first place vote. The other one went to Josh Allen. That was it. He oh, had four hundred ninety three nice. points. Next was Dak Prescott with one hundred fifty two. Twenty twenty four class was announced for the Pro Football Hall of Fame yesterday. Dwight Freeney got in. Randy Gratishar got in. The Warren native. Look this up, Mitch. I think he went to Champion High School, if I'm not mistaken. There's a lot of little suburbs out there in that Warren-Youngstown area. But a uh, great Denver Broncos linebacker. I thought he was already in the Hall of Fame. Like, before, when he was announced as a finalist, I go, he's not in the Hall of Fame already. Uh, Devin Hester made the Hall of Fame last night. Bears kick returner. That was my favorite one, I think. I mean, I, I like all these guys, but I, I was oh. I was big time pushing for Hester to get in. Everyone always argued, like, yeah, he shouldn't get in. He only did one thing, but I, I think it's cool when he when he's the best returner in, in NFL mm-hmm. history. Andre Johnson, uh, he got in. Wide receiver for the Houston Texans. Steve Mongo McMichael. Let me say something here about Steve McMichael. Part of the 85 Bears, arguably the greatest defense to ever play the game. It would come across the sky. I think that's part of the reason why they're so legendary. Going back and you watch a little bit, like there's a, there's a maturation of myself here. Oh, and I want to bring you in on this conversation real quick. I got to tell you, there were times where Steve Mongo McMichael in the ring, you're going, holy God, would you look at this? But I didn't realize until just a couple of years ago when Ric Flair was like, they never trained him. They were like, here, wear this and go out there and wrestle. I went, what? Okay, for a guy who actually never trained and they just were like, here you go, go on national television and wrestle. I think Mongo McMichael did a pretty hell of a good job there. Yeah, I, there's some Twitter accounts that would disagree with that. But but yeah, but I think there's that, Twitter accounts that disagree with everything. But it's there's things that yeah, it was spend some time. His Spencer, performances, spend some time. his performances were funny. His promo was good. Well, promo he always, always had the tra- the Chihuahua that was with him. It was he, an amazing yeah. thing. So I, but I, he I didn't realize wasn't horrible as an announcer either. Yeah, I I didn't know until just a couple of years ago. That he had never been trained before that. Also, uh, Julius Peppers got in. A lot of people knew that was going to happen. And Patrick Willis, former Ole Miss Reb, uh, he gets in from the San Francisco 49ers. Nice class for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's a very good class. Let me ask you real quick. Yeah. Eli Manning's on next year's ballot. See a first ballot Hall of Fame just because he has the two Who else is up? Give me some other names. Uh, Tell on. me when we come back, okay? Okay. 216-474-0092. There's some people wanting to get in about the Miles stuff. I'll get to you guys coming up. We will get more of that coming up at 7. Coming up next, Daryl was on it. The city was on it. The Browns are on it. Daryl's going to join us at 8, by the way. For me, I'm on it because for me, it's all about you getting what you pay for. I'll explain. Coming up next on The Fan. 7 o'clock, there was no scoreboard, but did it feel like a win to everybody? 8 o'clock, the dangerous one, Daryl Ryder, will join us. 8.20, a question of elitism. Make sure you're listening at 8.20 for a question of elitism. 
I got you thinking, don't I, Spencer? You do. Also, Elvis Gerbach going to join us at 9. There's going to be fantastic stuff going on. So for me, I, I think it's a question of uh, about you getting what you pay for. Yesterday, there was news about the Browns. Possibly, I mean, there's there's a seems like there's a purchase order, but not an official purchase yet, of 176 acres. Spencer German in for Anthony Lyman today. Of 176 acres between the highway and the airport over in the city of Brook Park. Now, there's been a lot of people, a lot of people who have put out their civic reactions to it. Now, I'm always upfront and honest about it. I'm a sports talk radio show host in the city of Cleveland. We have three professional sports team teams. Obviously, this butters my bread. No other way to say it. So when we say, well, you know, I call it down the line. There is a special interest here. I want the Guardians to have a nice place to play in, and I want people to go to the games. I want people to go to Cavs games and have a nice place to play in, and obviously for the Browns. And I mean that sincerely about all three, even though the people and some of their higher-ups and a couple of those teams don't think I do. It's true. That I'll point out. It makes my standard of living better. makes my family standard of living better. This is what I do. I also know that there's a lot of things that when people bring in, we have more important things to talk about in the city. I feel that as well. I'll say it for this, though. It's come down to, I, I, I boil it all down to, not, not the civic stuff. That's, not, that's the more important stuff. But when it comes to just the, the argument, like any time I've said to just put a roof on the thing. And I, I enjoy the Norman Rockwell paintings of the snow and the, and the game yeah. against the Bills and all that stuff. But it just comes down to, you're going to get a new stadium at some point, or you're going to get something renovated. And I... I made a call yesterday to make sure I could back this up. Leaving out suites, club seats as well, and the new field seats. The average ticket price, lower and upper bowl for the Cleveland Browns, is still about fifteen hundred a ticket. Season tickets. That's the average ticket price. Okay. You when you mix the lower bowl and the upper bowl. Obviously, the lower bowl or the upper bowl isn't as much as lower bowl. And I'm looking at it, I go, if that's the average. So that means for if I'm taking me and Owen, paying $3,000, to me it's just what you're getting what you pay for. The prices aren't going to get lower. They're not going to get lower. So it's going, you're paying $3,000, you might as well get what you pay for and be comfortable. Did you pay $3,000 and you're going to pay more eventually to sit out in cold weather? Is that really what we want to do here? Because if I'm paying $3,000 for anything, I think I want to be comfortable, don't I? Now, I can get into the whole, we can host this, that, and the other, and bring WrestleMania here, and bring the Super Bowl here, and bring all that stuff. I'm just looking at it from a day-to-day thing. You're going to build a new stadium at some point, or you're going to heavily, heavily renovate the one you have right now. And the whole point of it is, all right, people bring up home field advantage. I don't believe in that. I used to. I don't believe in it anymore. Uh, I do believe in playing on grass. I don't know how you work that in. That, I'm not a horticulturalist. I have no idea. But when it comes to just the comfort of your fan base, you're paying a premium price for NFL tickets now. The prices will continue to go up. You might as well be comfortable when you go to the game. Well, and when you build, once they build the stadium, like to your point, the the tickets are only going to go up more. It's whether there's a roof or not, you're going to be paying, you said it's 3,000 for season tickets for two people. It's going to be more than that just to be in a new stadium that they're building because they're trying to get their money back. Obviously, they're trying to get a, an, an ROI on the investment that they make in the stadium. So I, I'm with you. Like I, I've been on the the dome train for a while. I think for me, I, I take the angle more so of just what it means for the city. We've seen Cleveland host some of these premier events 
whether it was the RNC in 2016, the All-Star Games for baseball and basketball, obviously the the Women's Final Four is coming here uh, in the next month or so, Um, and the opportunity to do more things and host more things and maybe get a Super Bowl, like that stuff all, all matters. And on top of the fan experience, I get like the old school mentality of, yeah, playing in the snow. I just think that you have to recognize like where we're at. And and I understand too why in this city specifically that also matters to people because it's Cleveland and it's it's the it's the blue collar mentality. Yeah. It's the everything is earned, nothing is given, LeBron quote, right? Like I get all that, but I just think in today's day and age, this is the direction things are going. And if you want to kind of keep up with the Joneses, if you will, in terms of being a city that can still bring in all kinds of great outside stuff, but also give you a unique experience that is enjoyable and temperature, climate controlled, if you will, and out of the elements, and you're paying for that, I would rather be comfortable just like you. I agree. Both the Browns and the city released exceedingly long statements. I don't need to read them. You can find them online, 923thefan.com. Daryl has done his due diligence uh, about yesterday's news that happened during the show, later part of the show about the Browns, uh, getting in line to buy 176 acres uh, over there in Brook Park. Now, personally, I would prefer it to be uh, in downtown. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that this is my feelings. I do think that a city that doesn't have as many people living in it but is is trying to attract business, I do think that that's one of the things that can do it with. Uh, and also, and this is this is me kind of being old style, where I do, I think a lot of the places I was, I, I listened, we have a family of podcasts here on, on Odyssey, and one of them is the Cover 3 podcast. And a guy, a, a guy named Bud made a, um, Bud Elliott made a great point about the traveling, what, a guy named Bud? Sounds like what? A, that sounds like a podcast. Guy named Bud Elliott. Podcast and guy named Bud Elliott named Terry made a great point. <laughs> I don't listen to it often, but I listened to it and I and I heard it and I thought it was a great point about the traveling aspect of college versus pro football. And he was because t- it's a pro, it's a college football thing. And I listened to Sons of the Shoe. Trust me, with Spencer German and Nick Wilson, but I also from time to time listen to that other one. An Odyssey station. And you know, he talked about the difference, and I go, "Well, he's right." Like I, me, I think that when you go to a when you go to an NFL stadium, you kind of go to an amusement park. When you go yeah. to a college football stadium, you're taking in the traditions. You're taking in all the things that that town has to offer. Museum. Yeah, I said, I said, basically, you can feel like Anthony Bourdain when you're traveling to, <laughs> to college football places. You take in the food. You take in the people, the culture, what they do. And the pageantry. You, you try to find yeah. some common ground. Like, that's... That's one of them. Like when we went to Ames, I'm like, this is I could be in the middle of Canton, Ohio. And then yeah. you see all the people there. But when you go to an NFL stadium, the tailgate situation is usually a massive parking lot. What I do like about Cleveland, it seems to be a bit of a na- a bit of a neighborhood or different neighborhoods in the city. You got the pit, you got the Muni lot, you got West Six, you got under the bridge, you got the Burke, you got the whole thing. Like there's a bit of a neighborhood type of feel, like and there's a different, there's a bit of a different culture, even though they're all Psychotic Browns fans, there's a bit of a different culture to each of them. And and I think that's really cool. And I know that if they were to tear down the stadium and build a new one and put up infrastructure and put up put up different buildings and all the other stuff that would make it a place for people to come to stay, to eat, to live, to play, to do all those things, it would be different. But I do like that it's like, hey, you know, you kind of got to walk over the West Third Overpass to get there and you kind of got to do all this to get there. It's kind of fun to me. And I... I really don't want to lose that, but I still understand that at the same time, you could lose that naturally anyway just by building over there. And I'm like, well, I'd rather just keep it in downtown Cleveland. I think you you talk about the college atmosphere of, of like a game day experience. 
because of the type of sports city Cleveland is, I actually think that Cleveland is almost closer to that than the traditional what you think of this kind of like buttoned up business meant mindset of of NFL the the NFL experience today or even if it's just like you know going to Vegas for this entertainment factory that is the stadium they have like a nightclub in in uh, the Raiders stadium and there's like a DJ and there's all kinds of fanfare and things like I think Cleveland is is one of those cities that stands out that's a little bit different from that I think mm-hmm. Buffalo's like that I think there's some others you can name Detroit's probably a little bit like that so you don't even necessarily need all the flashiness, which is why I think what you're saying is valid. Like, I, I think fans, are, I think that's part of the reason why they're op- okay with an open-air stadium, too. Because it's like, I like that tailgate experience, then walk into the game, being outside, being with my my community of people on Sundays. It is almost like that college feel, I feel like. 216-474-0092. Coming up at 8 o'clock, the dangerous one, Daryl Ryder. We'll talk about this as Monks as well as four different Cleveland Browns Won awards last night during the NFL honors. And speaking of that, there was no final score, but it did kind of feel like a win. Ken Carmen Spencer in for Tone, live on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 